This is the City Place Church Podcast. Here at City Place, we build dreams, ignite faith, and establish leaders that win the lost for God's kingdom. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are empowered by the message. Hey, City Place Church, it is Easter Sunday, and we welcome you to the City Place family. My name is Damon, and on behalf of my wife, Taisha, we welcome you today. I'm telling you, today is going to be a good day. And so we welcome you today. We believe that God has called our church to encounter Him, and you and I get to do that together. There's so many things happening in the life of our church, but again, on behalf of everyone at City Place Church, welcome to Easter at City Place. Hey, before we jump in and, and, and go right into God's Word, I want to make sure that you have all of the resources, cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. If you're hopping on and you're joining us for the very first time, I welcome you. My name is Damon, and I'm the lead pastor of City Place Church, along with my wife, Taisha, and we welcome you to Easter Sunday here today. There's nothing like coming together and experiencing the presence of the Lord, and so we welcome you. Here, do me a favor. I want you to share today's message because today I believe that God's put something on the inside of me that's going to challenge us, and we're going to focus on Jesus. We're going to focus on Jesus because this is the day where we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. On Friday, we celebrated and we paid remembrance and paused to remember the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. And before service ends today, I'm going to give you a personal invitation to come into a relationship with Jesus if you already have, if you have not yet. And so I want you to stay on the edge of your seat. I want you to have high expectation for what God will say to you. This is your time today to encounter God. You know, as a church, over the last few weeks, we, we were in a series entitled Together. And we said that together we would do five things. And today we're actually starting something new, but it is the last thought of our series. We said that we would worship together. We said that we would work together, which means we would serve and create an atmosphere where people who are hopping on here for the very first time can experience the presence of God. We said that we would witness and invite. We'd, we'd invite people into an opportunity to encounter God and that we would warfare, which for us means that we would pray. And so we've been praying all week long, all year long, that this moment would be special. But then the fifth thing that we said that we would do, and I'm excited about it, and this is my focus for today, is we said that we would dream again. We said that after a year like 2020, that 2021 was going to be the year that God does it. 2021 is going to be the year that we let God work. 2021 is going to be the year that we dream again. Come on, dream again. But together we're going to dream again. 2020 brought with it so many different elements and so many different tensions that I believe that this year God wants to reveal himself to you in a fresh way. You know, when I was a kid, I would be dreaming like crazy. I would be dreaming about playing in the NBA. I would be dreaming about owning a business. I would be dreaming about speaking to the world. I would be dreaming about getting A's, A's in class. Come on, somebody. I would be dreaming about everything possible. But there are moments in our life where it seems like life can be sucked out of you. The enemy wants to use life's moments to cause us to feel like God doesn't want us to be who God created us to be. And today you hopped on here and my assignment and my honor from the Lord is to get us into a place to where we will dream again. Now I have to ask you, 
to not let this Sunday be your only Sunday with us because today I'm going to start around a thought, dream again, and we're going to talk about dreaming again over the next few weeks. And so I want to ask you to spend three weeks with us so that we can dream again together. Come on, can you say together? If you have your Bibles, go with me. Matthew chapter 28. Today we're going to meet someone as we talk about Jesus. We're going to meet someone who had her dream come back to life. I'm going to spend a few moments telling who she is after we read. But I believe that if she was going to encourage us on this Easter Sunday, there would be some things that she would say about Jesus and her encounter with Jesus that would cause us to dream again. As a reminder, you can find today's message notes at cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. Here's what it says in Matthew chapter 28, verse 1. It says, after the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to look at the tomb. This is where Jesus was laid after he was crucified. It says, and there was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid that they shook and became like dead men. Then the angel said to the woman, to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen. Just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and is, going to, and is going ahead to see you in Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you, go. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet fulfilled with joy, and ran to tell the disciples. And then suddenly Jesus met them along the way and he said, greetings. They came to him, collapsed at his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. This morning, I have the privilege of preaching this Easter message, and I'm coming around the thought, dream again. Come on, right where you are, can you say, dream again? In this story, we meet two women named Mary. I want to focus on a woman by the name of Mary Magdalene. Magdalene represents the place that she lived. It's a town in Galilee. And if I was to tell her story, which is found in the book of Luke, chapter 8, we will find that Mary has her own encounter with Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus was going through a town. And when he went through a town, the Bible says that he was ministering to men and to women, and he happened to come across this woman named Mary of Magdalene who had in her seven demon spirits. And it says that Jesus had been healing people and, and delivering people, and when he got to this woman, it says that she had had seven spirits, but by the encounter that she had with Jesus, something changed. And the story goes on to say, that from that very time, she and some of the other women in the town began to follow Jesus and support his ministry. See, when I think about this moment in time, I think about all of the years that Mary was without Jesus. 
I think about all of the times when Mary was going through a time in her life that she didn't ask for, but that she was going through. I can only imagine the dreams that she once had, but now she found herself in this place where she hadn't dreamed in a long time. And I, I, I can see her dreaming as a child about wanting to do whatever it is she was dreaming about. Maybe she wanted to be a dancer in Galilee. Maybe she wanted to be a teacher in Galilee. Maybe she wanted to have a family in Galilee. I don't really know. All I know is that when we encounter her for the very first time, she is described as having an encounter with Jesus. And when she encounters Jesus, the issue of her life changed. And I can only jump into this story, and I can only, if you will, allow me to almost not in a way interview her, but if we could look at her life, I wonder what she would say about the encounter that she had with Jesus early on and the encounter that we read in Matthew chapter 28, because they, they all play a role together. We see the end result of her rushing to the tomb, but the, her rushing to the tomb didn't begin there. She didn't always walk with Jesus. She had an initial encounter. And I believe that if we could just have some moment with Mary today, and we would say, Mary, what changed in you when you were living without Jesus and the dreams of your heart were not fulfilled and there was this season of life where you felt stuck and you didn't know what to do? Pause there for a second. Have you ever felt stuck? Did 2020 feel like you were stuck? For some of you, I feel like 2021, you felt stuck. I feel like you've come into this year and you want to have hope again. You want to have dream again. But you're saying things like, I just want to get back to normal. When I want to encourage you and tell you that God wants to give you a new normal, a fresh normal, where you dream Again, and so I had to go and I, I almost had to become like a researcher this morning. And, and, and I have to say, Mary, what happened in your life that caused you to have a moment with Jesus? Then follow Jesus all the way back to life. And I believe that Mary would just say, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. Jesus came to make dead people alive. Like, through her experience, I believe that she was saying, I was stuck in this moment in time where the enemy was just throwing blows at me. But my one encounter with Jesus proved to me that Jesus didn't come for bad people. Jesus came to make dead people alive. I wasn't living. I wasn't dreaming. But the minute I had my encounter with Jesus, something changed to where I said, I am going to walk with Jesus forever. If she could say anything to us this morning as we preach about Jesus on this Easter Sunday and dreaming again, I believe that Mary would say, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make Dead things live. Oh, if you can hear me this morning, City Place. This is your Easter Sunday where you will dream again. Can you extend your faith with me? Come on, can you extend your faith? I will dream again. 
Some of you haven't dreamed childish-like dreams where you're just loving the fact that you're alive. Mary was going through life stuck and hadn't dreamed in a long time. But her one encounter with Jesus said, this man wants me to live. She was living stuck. And then her next encounter, she was living free. Here's what the Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 10. It says, Jesus is speaking. He says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came to give you life and give you life more abundantly. I came to give you life and life more abundantly. See, ladies and gentlemen, today Mary proves and shows us this fact that you come alive when your life in Christ comes alive. You come alive when your life in Christ comes alive. Jesus says, I came to give you life and I gave it to you more abundantly. See, you come alive when your life in Christ becomes alive. Mary says, listen, I was viewed one way. I was stuck. I wasn't dreaming. But my life came alive when my life in Christ became alive. He is not just here to focus on bad people. That's not the reason why he came. He came to make dead people live again. I was living one way. I was focused focused in one thing, but my encounter with Jesus Christ made me live and dream again. On this Easter Sunday, I'm telling you, remember I told you I'm going to give you an invitation to meet Jesus. No matter what your past has been, 2020 is there. It's in our rear view mirror. Can we please not look in the rear? The windshield of our car is much more bigger than the rear view mirror in our car. Why? Because there's so much potential ahead of us. And I'm asking you to spend these three weeks with us so that we can be encouraged together of dreaming again. Mary tells us that Jesus came to bring dead moments Back to life. I believe that she would also say this. Watch where you sit. Watch where you sit. I believe that she would say, watch where you sit, because she said, I was sitting for so long in my circumstance, in my issue, and I couldn't even dream. I believe she'd say, watch where you sit in 2021 at City Place Church. This is one of the things that we feel like God has challenged our church and promised our church that this would be the year that God does it that this would be the year that God does it and that it's our responsibility to move aside and let him work. And then the series that I mentioned to you earlier together is one where God says, now listen, let me do it, but don't do your life in 2021 by yourself. I believe that, that, that Mary would say, I sat in one place all by myself. But when I encountered Jesus, I realized that I need to watch where I sit. Because sitting alone is different than sitting with Jesus. The Bible says in this verse that I read to you in Luke chapter 8, or I quote it rather, it says that she began to follow Jesus and support him in everywhere he went. See, she would say, watch where you sit. Now, when I look at when we see her and we jump ahead of time in Matthew chapter 28, we see that there's an angel sitting on the stone. See, so many times the thing that would try to contain us 
is also the thing that God gives us to have victory over. See, I believe that she said I was sitting where the enemy was holding me down, but then when I encountered Jesus, I didn't allow it to rule me anymore. I believe she would say, I used to sit here, but now I sit on it. The thing that once held me doesn't hold me anymore, and now I sit on it. Can I tell you that on this Sunday when we're talking about dreaming again, the thing that once held you, Jesus wants to move your seat so now you can live the way he called you to live. Mary says, listen, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to bring dead people back to life. But she would also say, watch where you sit. Don't get stuck in just looking in what happened last year. Turn your eyes and say, I'm going with Jesus. Because wherever Jesus is going, he's the one where the life is. I told you, John chapter 10, verse 10. So if the life that I'm looking for is in Jesus, like she said, then I'm going to follow Jesus. Remember, my life comes alive when I become alive in Christ. So she would say, watch where you sit. The, 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 here, here's what I realized, that without Christ, you and I live aimlessly. Without Christ, you and I live aimlessly. There's a story in Luke chapter 18 where Jesus is having a conversation with a very successful young ruler. Very successful when you read it. And he goes over to Jesus and he says, Jesus, how can I roll with you? And Jesus said, well, have you done this and have you done that? And he said, I've done all of the commandments. I've done it all. And Jesus says, well, there's one more thing that you need to do. He says, you need to give up everything that you have and follow me. And this is what the young leader says. The young leader says, the price that you're asking of me is too much. He had everything that he wanted, everything that he wanted. But the thing that mattered most, Jesus, he didn't want. So it is possible for us to have everything that we could want and live aimlessly because we don't have Jesus. Mary would tell us, listen, don't just sit here because if you sit here, you're going to live life aimlessly. But man, if you get in a relationship with Jesus, you come alive and you begin to dream again. Can I tell you that you haven't dreamed your dreams until Jesus is involved in your dreams. You haven't dreamed your best dreams yet. Your dreams haven't been stolen because we all walked through the tensions of 2020 and the pandemic. No, your dreams reside in who Christ is. Mary says, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. Oh, watch where you sit because without Christ, you could literally be living life aimlessly. I, I, this is, I'm, I'm just telling you that if I were interviewing Mary, I feel like this is what she would say about Jesus, the one that we're celebrating today. So if we can learn anything from someone who dreamed again, Say we can learn from Mary 
Here's the third thing that I believe that she would say. I believe that she would say that the resurrection of Jesus gives you power to close the gap between the life you are living and the life you could live. Let me say that again. The resurrection of Jesus gives you the power to close the gap between the life you are living and the life you could live. Romans chapter 8 verse 11 says this, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. The resurrection of Jesus gives you power to close the gap between the life you're living and the life you're designed to live. Mary says, when I encountered Jesus, I wasn't living the life that I was supposed to live. I thought that this is where I was going to be forever. But one encounter with Jesus and I came back to life. I chose that I am not going to sit here anymore. I am going to follow the giver of life no matter where he goes. Why? Because I'm dreaming again. I'm seeing again. I, I, my, my potential is limitless in Jesus. And I realize that he's closing the gap. When we go through Scripture, we find that Mary is going with Jesus place to place, supporting his ministry. And when we get to the place where Jesus is being crucified, he's being beaten and he's being placed on a wooden cross, the Bible says at the foot of the cross is Mary. Mary committed her life that this life giver will be in my life forever. And she gets to the moment where the life giver is on a cross and is about to die. I can only imagine her thought process of, I've been with this man this whole time. My life is, has been so much more. I've been dreaming about everything that I can do with him. And now he's on a cross. Oh, my dream is impacted. I'm watching the, the giver of life hang on a cross. She watches him die on a cross. But the Bible says in Matthew chapter 28 that she rose up early in the morning on the Sabbath day and she ran to the tomb looking for the life giver. Why? Because he brings dead things back to life. And she said, I'm going to watch where I sit. And so when she gets to the place of the tomb, she realizes that Jesus isn't there. She realizes that the angel has moved the stone away and is now sitting on the stone. Remember I told you that the thing that would try to keep you. God says, I'll sit you on top of. And so she's looking and the angel says, hey. Jesus did die. But he's the one that brings things back to life. He's risen. And he says, go and tell Jesus' disciples. And she runs, and while, she, while she's running, Jesus says, hey, it's me. It's me. Go tell the disciples I'm coming. See, she says this, and, and, and this is what I believe she says. She says, listen, Jesus 
closes the gap between the life I'm living and the life I'm supposed to have. She says, I'm telling you, I've seen it throughout my whole relationship with Jesus. When I was in one place, I was stuck sitting in one place. He brought me back to life, and I'm dreaming again. When I thought that the light was going dim because I saw my Savior on a cross, oh, I met him at his empty tomb, and I, and I realized that he's just closing the gap between the moments in time, and I'm dreaming a fresh dream again. The resurrection of Jesus closes the gap between the life that you're currently living and the life that you could have. Mary says, I realize that this never ends, that the resurrection of Jesus only propels me to dream again. Jesus coming out of that grave only cause more life in me to flow. I realize that in this moment, this gap period where I was without Jesus, oh, that was just to build my anticipation of what he was going to do again. Can I tell you that this Easter Sunday, God wants to close the gap between the life that you're currently living and the life that you could have. Jesus said, John 10 again, I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. I will live. I will live. The resurrection of Jesus Christ adds fuel to my living. It adds fuel to all that Jesus sees in me. Come on, Mary, you better tell us what you learned. See, watch. I wrote this down. Jesus died to prove that the resurrection is not an event, but it is a person. Let me say that again. Jesus died to prove to you that the resurrection is not an event. It is a person. Jesus died so that on this Easter Sunday, we don't view the resurrection as Easter Sunday. We view the resurrection and Easter as the day we celebrate Jesus. Why? Because the resurrection is a person. It's not just the day we celebrate. No, Jesus said this. Watch this. In John chapter 11, verse 25, he says this. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Somebody say live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe? Can I tell you this morning, do you believe that Jesus Christ can cause you to dream again? Come on. If you believe, say, I believe. I'm having y'all talk back to me in the chat just so you know. Say, I believe. Jesus covers all the bases. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. That's the reason why Mary can say Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to bring dead people back to life. She said, I lived this thing. The enemy had me feeling one way 
I wasn't who God created me to be. My mind was acting funny. My family was jacked up. There was tensions all around, sound familiar, like 2020. And she said, one encounter with Jesus caused me to live again. I found my life in Christ and I came alive. I refuse to sit where I was. I'm going to watch where I sit. She says, the resurrection of me going to the tomb. I realized when I got to the tomb that the resurrection of Jesus Christ closes the gap between the life I was living and the life that I could have in him. And then in John, it says again in, verse, in chapter 11, Jesus says, listen, I'm proving to you that the resurrection is not an event. It is a person. I am the resurrection and the life. Every area of your life that's not thriving needs a dose of Jesus. Every area of your life that is not thriving needs Jesus. Your marriage, when you said I do years ago, if it hasn't been thriving, look at your spouse and say, we need the one that's a, that could resurrect this. We need Jesus. Yes, do your counseling. Yes, gather together and do whatever it is, gain wisdom. But more importantly, we need Jesus. Your health. We need Jesus. My family. We need Jesus in 2021. City Place family, and those of you who are here for the very first time, you're part of the family. We all need Jesus. The day as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, we're not just celebrating the moment in time of the empty tomb like Mary found out. We're celebrating Jesus. He is the resurrection. So Easter Sunday is not about the empty tomb. It's about the Jesus that walked out of the empty tomb to prove that he controls life and your dreams. I am the resurrection and the life right here in this moment. I just feel like the Lord wants me to pause and pray for the broken area of your life. I don't know what it is. I just want to pray for it right now. I feel like God is going to give you life. And I also feel like you're going to dream again. Watch, you're going to dream again. Let me just pray. Father, I just pray right now that those areas where it seemed like it's not thriving, God, where it seems like we've been holding on and praying, God, I thank you. I thank you that you're causing us to have renewed faith. You're causing us to say, I'm not going to sit over here anymore. I'm going to give Jesus a try because he is the resurrection and the life. I believe, and we'll get ready to wrap up. I believe that Mary would say this, just when it seemed like my dream died, God caused me to dream again. Just when it seemed like my dream died, God calls me to dream again. Matthew chapter 28, she's at, she's at the tomb of the Jesus that she loves. The one who had, had caused her to dream again. She's running with Jesus and she is dreaming about the impact that she is going to make with Jesus. She's dreaming about the impact Jesus is going to make. And in one moment's time, boom, 
Jesus dies on a cross. But then when she gets to that empty tomb and Jesus says, I'm closing the gap of your life for the life you could have, I believe that she'd look at us and say, man, I'm telling you what, there is nothing, nothing like the moment that I realize that I can have this moment with Jesus. I believe, did you write this down? Write this down, write this down. Just when it seemed like my dream had died, God calls me to dream again. She said, this moment that I'm having with Jesus, oh, I'm starting to dream again. I'm starting to dream about the impact that can be made. I believe that Mary is just telling us just that it's time to dream again. Here's what 2 Corinthians chapter 1 Verse 8 says, this is Paul talking. He says, we don't want you to be in the dark, friends, about how hard it was when all this came down on us in Asia province. It was so bad, we didn't think we were going to make it. We felt like we'd been sent to death row, that it was all over for us. As it turned out, it was the best thing that could have ever happened. Instead of trusting in our own strength or wits to get out of it, we were forced to trust God totally. Not a bad idea, since he's the God who raises the dead. And he did it, rescued us from certain doom, and he'll do it again. Rescuing us as many times as we need rescuing. Just when it seemed that my dream had died, God stepped in and caused us to dream again. See, God is the God that causes you and I to dream again. He did it for Mary, and in Corinthians, he did it for another guy named Paul. Just when I thought that we were not gonna make it, we decided not to trust on our own. We decided to let God work. 2021 is here. We went through so much in 2020, and maybe some of those things have bled into 2021 for you, but I wanna tell you, don't rely on your own strength, no. Not in this year, this is the year that God does it. Let God, through his son Jesus, cause you to dream again. Why? Because the life that I will live is found in Christ and it causes me to come alive. Here's the last thing that Mary would say. God is not motivated to love you based on your love for him, but because his love for you. God is not motivated because of your love for him. He's motivated because of his love for you. So no matter how you feel about God, whether you've been frustrated, hurt, disappointed, you blame God, you, you're excited about God, you're in love with God, no matter how you feel, it does not change how much he loves you. The Bible says, in John chapter 3, verse 16, famous verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him would not perish, watch, but have everlasting life. God loves you and there is nothing you can do about it. Mary would say, he just loves me because. And 
all of that causes me, watch now, last thing, to dream again. I believe that she would say, dream again. I believe that she would pull one of those songs that would say, dream on, dream on, dream on, dream until your dreams come true. But she would say, your dream is going to be found in your relationship with Christ. Dream again. See, Jesus didn't come to start a religion. Jesus came to give you eternal life. Right where you are, this is by far my greatest honor. Remember I told you that I was going to present to you an opportunity to meet Jesus. Mary said that it was her encounter with Jesus that changed her life. She realized that he didn't come to make bad people good. He came to give dead people life. And she didn't even know that she wasn't thriving. But man, when she encountered Jesus, she said, whoa, my life is found in this man. And so God's not worried about your past. He's worried about this moment to where he could cause you to ah, live and dream again. And this morning, you're joining me for the very first time. Maybe you've been watching all along. I want to invite you into an invitation with Jesus this morning. I'm showing you the life of a woman named Mary who followed Jesus, and she followed him to, through every moment of her life, and she encountered him at the resurrection, and then she realized that the resurrection is not an event. It's this man named Jesus. And this morning, I want to invite you into an invitation and a relationship with Jesus. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again, that he comes and lives on the inside of you. Salvation is really easy. It's the acknowledgement that Jesus died and rose again, and he died for you and gives you life. Right where you are, I want you to just pray a prayer with me. All of City Place has been praying for you. We've been praying for you for this moment. That your dream would come alive, but you would find your life in Jesus. So right where you are, come on City Place, come on City Place. Let's all pray this prayer together. Say, dear Jesus, today I acknowledge that you are the life giver. I don't want to live life without you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for being raised from the dead. And today, I accept you freely as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, City Place, can you make some noise for Jesus right where you are? Come on, can you make some noise for Jesus right where you are? It is by far the greatest decision that you will ever make. Jesus said in John chapter 10, I've come that you may have life, and you may have it more abundantly. And today, your life just began. Dream again. Dream again. Here's something that I want you to do. We're making it simple. I wanna give you two next steps. The first step is I want you to text 
city place, the word city place, text city place to 94,000, 94,000. Text city place to 94,000 and let us know the decision that you made today. Our team wants to come around you. We want to celebrate you and give you clear next steps. There are two next steps that I want to add to the one you're just making right now. The first one is we want to invite you into an opportunity to be baptized. You'll find that on the information that we just text you if you completed that by sending City Place. The other one is we want you to be a part of a life-giving small group. You know, the Bible says that it was Mary and another woman named Mary that encountered the empty tomb. She did it together. And we want to be able to encourage you through life-giving relationships. Those are two next steps. So one more time, text City Place to 94000 and our team wants to come around you and celebrate the decision that you made today. Come on, City Place, can we make some noise again? Come on, can we make some noise again? Come on, somebody say dream again. Say dream again. As we, as we get ready to, to end our service, I just want us to worship the Lord through our giving. I'm excited today to uh, just kind of share with you a new relationship that we formed with You Moms. You Moms is an organization based in West Palm Beach, Florida that comes around single parents and uh, uh, families that, that don't have the support um, when it comes to children. And uh, we are going to be uh, supporting them monthly to help uh, supply classes, um, for them to, to learn about finance, to be supported in daycare, to supply them for when their baby is born. Um, we're gonna be just jumping in to their world. And so because of the partnership that you and I have together as we worship God with our kingdom finances through our, through our tithe and our offering, we're able to make this impact. And so today as you give, I've been saying it every single week, we're trusting God with what he's given us but he's promised us to put him and put our faith and, our, and his promise to the test. That's Malachi chapter three, verse 10. And so know that as we partner together, our heart is to continue to make a kingdom impact. I'm gonna pray and then we can't wait to see you back here again next Sunday. For week number two, remember the challenge is, let's do this for three weeks so that we can dream together. We're gonna be even more practical next week. Well, let's pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you that we get to worship you with our tithe and our offering. God, we thank you that you have entrusted us with your kingdom finances. And then as a church, as we come together to give, God, I pray that we make a great impact that sees heaven filled. Bless every single person that stepped into a life-giving relationship with you today. And as a church, God, we commit to speaking life to them. I thank you that you are the life giver. And God, we will dream again in this year that you do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. City Place, we love you. We can't wait to see you back here next Sunday at City Place Church. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And you can share with your friends. Take a screenshot, post on your social media stories, and tag us at City Place Church.